There we okay. go. We're live every which way we can go. Okay, so we're live. We're live. Okay. I'm Good alive. Evening. Are you alive? <laughs> Good evening, people. I am starting today laughing my heart out, okay? Because I am with the lovely Giselle. You guys know how she is by now. <laughs> At the Pearls of Grace Ministry. By the way, a pearl is that thing that you find in an, in an oyster. <laughs> She's a pearl, okay? <laughs> That's all I can say. You have to dig deep. Deep, deep. <laughs> Very deep. Very um, deep. The lovely Sidoni today. And how dare yeah. she be wearing my favorite color? You know, I thought I'd bring the sunshine. My favorite color, my favorite fabric. It should be mine what she's wearing, guys. Okay. <laughs> That's just me openly coveting her top there, right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thou shall not covet. <laughs> so Sidoni is um the leader at Christian Women in the UK. So ladies, good evening to you both. And what are we going to be talking about today? It's an exciting topic. Mm. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, yeah. the Father, Trinity. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And so um, hopefully this is going to be one of those enlightening conversations because I think sometimes the Trinity or certain aspects of the Trinity kind of confuse people. Mm. But hopefully today we've got a pastor. Okay, If a pastor can't tell you about the Trinity, I don't know who can. <laughs> we've got a teacher. And then you've got a lay person like me who thinks of the Trinity as a band. Okay, That's all I can say. Think of a fantastic three three piece band okay okay like, right. yeah. okay, okay. Right. Tri a trio really right. well okay not a band that are gonna break up like all the ones that have broken your heart in the past so yeah. okay. let's go to Giselle she said how would you explain the trinity to a new believer or just there are even Christians who don't really believe in the trinity so let's clear this up today right well I love your analogy of it as a band a trio band and I can't remember who it was but one of the ladies in Christian Women in the UK group explained it as like a Mars bar that was brilliant I remember three, seeing that three layers in one I thought that was absolutely brilliant <laughs> and every and everybody I get a chance to tell since then I'm telling but I'm sorry I've forgotten <laughs> the lady's name so apologies um but <laughs> that, that, that's a that is a brilliant way to explain it. Or even the trio chop that bar, you know. But, okay, explaining the Trinity to a new believer, I would start off with, there is exactly one God. Yes. One God and only one God. You know, he's the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He is the one and only true God. But he's also three distinct people. Is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Yes. And can I just go into something about the Hebrew? I know you've you've done some of this in your Bible studies because the other day I saw something online, and it's not the first time I've seen it, where people will say that the word Elohim, because in the beginning, you know, God is referred to as Elohim at, at some point in Genesis. And some people will say that Elohim translates into gods. And so some people don't believe that it's like three persons in one God, they believe like, this is one, one reason why some people even justify that there's more than one God. 
but some people seem to think that Elohim means God. Can we just clarify that today? I know there's one God. There's definitely one God. And it is a singular. Elohim is singular to God. It's singular. Mm-hmm. It's Eloah that is plural. And he's not ever called Eloah. It's Elohim. Yeah, yeah. Because I've definitely heard people say when God said something like, let us make man in our image, they're like, yeah, who was God talking to? There had to be other gods. <laughs> well, well, no, well, well, no. It's the angel. He was, he was to talk- be other heavenly beings. No, he was talking to uh, Jesus and yeah. the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. It was, th- it was a conversation. Um, the, the, the yeah, they were the always there. You, in the beginning was the word. Yes. So Jesus the, was there right from the, the beginning. And Jesus mm-hmm. is the word. So he was always there. It was all, you know, it, 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 that's, that's it. He was always there. We can leave yeah. now. That's it sort of out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point because, Sidonie, I think I'm going to ask you um, this now because Giselle said very nicely, in the beginning was the word. And, you know, growing up, I wouldn't say I was much of a Bible reader, but from the bit that I know, I just never thought that you could find Jesus in the Old Testament. You know, I always <laughs> believed that like, Jesus was a New Testament. <laughs> and yeah, you see, this is what Bible teachers do. They laugh, okay? So, <laughs> but I remember like, I don't know, like I love the beginning of um, John, right? In the beginning was the word and it's so poetic and so beautiful. And even at my most rebellious, that was a part of the Bible that I loved. I was just like, this is just beautiful poetry. Never mind mm-hmm. if you believe in God or not. But it's just such great word play, right? It's, it's just such a nice play of words. Anyone, anyone who hasn't read, go and read John 1. And so I used to, I would read it, but I never really put those two together. And there are, I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks that Jesus just came in in Matthew or, or Mark or Luke and was born. So please tell people. <laughs> you can believe that he is the word you can believe that he is the son of god yeah i mean it's interesting because in the beginning god created man to be in perfect communion with him mm-hmm. um and so you know like giselle said in the beginning jesus was there the holy spirit was there the other heavenly beings were there because we're told for example in the new testament that whenever one um, sinner repents you know there's gladness amongst um, the angels in heaven so we know that there are other beings in heaven yes um, in paradise with god it's not just god on his own um and so you know with we're told in the beginning that God makes man and God's obviously wants to be in perfect communion and relationship with man. But then the fall happens. And so right from the very beginning, from Adam and Eve, there's a prophecy of Jesus. Right from when the fall happens, everything from that moment on points us to Jesus. Every story in the Bible from that moment on, from the moment of the fall, right from when, you know, um, the, the prophecy is given that, you know, that the seed of, I think it says the seed of, of the woman is going to crush the head of the serpent. Yeah. Yeah. Right from that moment on, God sets a plan in motion yeah. to Jesus. So from that moment on, every single story in the Bible is about redemption 
and God calling people, his people back to himself. Mm. Um, obviously, different ways tried and they failed and, you know, the Israelites failed and they were captured. Then God says he'll redeem them. But at the end of the day, everything points to this ultimate savior who is Jesus, which is why when Jesus comes, he says he hasn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He hasn't come to set aside all the other you know, prophecies that came before him. He's actually come to fulfill all of them. I know you love Isaiah, but Isaiah is full of beautiful prophecies about mm-hmm. Jesus. So everything mm-hmm. in so the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so how does it point to Jesus, who is going to come thousands of years later, if he isn't already in existence and has plotted to come? thousands of years later guys do you hear how logical that is <laughs> i love how i love how logical it is because i think sometimes spiritual answers are good but sometimes it can be a bit above people's heads right but i just mm. love that you can't call something to existence if it's not already there no. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and, and and i know for kids we give kids this analogy of it being like water isn't it and they with my kids certainly um or like an egg, it's, you know, water, I think is the one we like in our house. It, it, it can exist as ice, as vapour, mm-hmm. and as liquid. So it can exist in those forms. Yeah. Um, but it's water. Yeah. Yeah. And, he's the living, and, and Jesus is the living water. There you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it, it's just so brilliant. You know, like when I was at school, right, I used to be I used to be very good at science when I was in secondary school. I remember this thing in chemistry where you say allotropes, right? So allotropes are like, there's a substance that exists in different forms. So something like carbon will be, exist as diamond or graphite or whatever. And so I think that even in nature, I think there's a bit in the Bible that tells us that God speaks to us even in nature. Hmm. So I think that there are things even in nature that point us to the Trinity and it's interesting you brought the point of living water and Jesus because another thing that I've learned is um, about like Sidonia has already spoken about the Old Testament, but there are there were types like people in the Bible that were sort of types of Jesus, and it would be nice to just tell people about one or two of such types, Giselle, so that when they're doing their Bible study, they begin to notice these things and maybe pick up on more. You want me to answer that? Yeah. So yes. Um, can you think of anyone in the Bible who was sort of a type of Jesus? So when I say type, it's like somebody who was almost like a, a metaphor for Jesus. Oh, they all were. They all were. Yeah. Boaz was a king's man redeemer. Exactly. They all were like you. But my most two favorite ones are Elijah and oh, Enoch. Really? Oh, yeah. Elijah was a Jesus. Go on. Well, this, like, this is good. I would have thought of Elijah as a type of Jesus. I want to know. Yeah. Tell well, me. It was, wasn't Elijah so anointed? And he gave Elijah uh, his mantle. And mm. Elijah saw him mm. go up in the, the flames, in a chariot of flames. Mm. Uh, and the apostles. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Come on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And Enoch. And Enoch was so close oh, to God, he just disappeared. Didn't he? <laughs> like disappeared. No, to the sky. <laughs> Amazing. 
So that's, yeah. that's my choice. And I love Sedoni's one uh, of Boaz. Yes, I, re I really like that. Yeah, Boaz is a good one, even though I think I'm going to get married, right? Like, I'm sorry. No, but Boaz is so much more than, than the God-given perfect. I know, like, you know, single, Christian single conferences kind of... Boaz. They kind of put it out there, don't they? And they're like, oh, come and find your Boaz or come, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. But Boaz is just so much more yeah. than a husband's trophy husband. I think it's a good analogy as well because, you know, God has many faces. And I think it also shows you that kind of, mm. I don't know, heroic. You know, like, you know, we hear the stories mm. of the twins come and rescues. So mm. God is saying, you think you can do fairy tales? I'll show you fairy tales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Boaz, when I lived in Florida, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but in Florida, the state of Florida, you have to have your license plate of your vehicle on the back, but on the front, you can have anything you want. And they've, mm -hmm. cust they've custom made license plates. And you'll see an awful lot of ladies driving about in fancy cars with their front plate said, my Boaz. So they obviously <laughs> found their Boaz. Advertising, being yeah. <laughs> And I love that because Boaz is such an interesting character. And I think he gives us an, a glimpse into God's character, not only because he comes and he sort of rescues Ruth from this situation, I mean, you can see the abundance of God. You can see the gentleness of God. But, you know, I also like that book because the book of Ruth, like, Ruth is the one who makes a move on Boaz. So God is like, hey, yeah. I'm going to sit here and let you guys chat me up every now and then. She was a woman who knew what she wanted. Or was it Naomi who knew what she wanted and sent Ruth to get it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I think God is saying, I'm giving you permission, man, to pitch to me sometimes. I'm giving you permission yeah, to do what yeah. you want. But it's interesting because, you know, just <laughs> like Jesus, Boaz was part of the family. He was yeah. a kinsman. He was, you know, yes. part of the family. So again, we have this idea of coming into, you know, being the bridegroom of Christ. Yes. Coming into the church, which is the bridegroom of Christ, and being married to, to Christ, as, as it were, yeah. through the church. Um, but then being part of the family, which, you know, is Boaz. I mean, they're, they're, they're all are. I mean, even if you think back to um, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph is a know. common one. It's probably one yeah. of the most obvious Jesus types. You know, he, he's there to, and, and, and you also think of Abraham and Isaac and the mm -hmm. sacrificial lamb. He's yeah. told, you know, to Definitely. sacrifice his son. Mm -hmm. Um. But as a dying minute, God provides a sacrifice for him. And, and you know, there's a ram in the bush there. Um, you think of Moses. I mean, obviously Moses disobeyed, yes, so he didn't get to see the, prom the promised land. Um, but, you know, the, the, whole, the yeah. whole Old Testament points to mm -hmm. Jesus. And if, I mean, it, well, I suppose I'll say it's obvious, but if you're not looking for those similarities, mm -hmm. you probably will miss them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because Ruth and Boaz had to happen. It's been written from the beginning, it had to happen. Mm -hmm. Because from Ruth and Boaz, lineage came King David. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And from the, the line of King David came Jesus. So it all had to happen for Jesus Absolutely. to, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I love, I love, I, Sidonia and I joke about this sometimes. I love the fact that Ruth also, even though at that time the Israelites was not really supposed to mix with Moabite, but mm-hmm. Ruth is a Moabite, right? And it just shows that, you know, God is just so merciful mm-hmm. and accommodating. So even from the very beginning, because you will have people who will say, oh, Christianity this thing is a Jewish thing. I'm not interested. But that shows you how from the very beginning, like God has, has always been interested in including everyone and i think sidonia i remember i was joking <laughs> at one point like jesus is literally if you look at it you have to have gentile so jesus is, he is. Yeah. Yeah. everything he is yeah <laughs> he, he, he is and, and and you and you both know and some other people know as well i observe a lot of the jewish festivals like mm. passover pentecost uh sukkot hanukkah and things because they're mentioned in the Bible. You yeah. Know, the, the Hanukkah one is mentioned that Jesus attended it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he attended Passover because uh, he rode into Jerusalem mm-hmm. on Palm Sunday and he was executed uh, uh, several days later. So mm-hmm. if they were good enough for Jesus to celebrate, surely they're yeah. good enough for us to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's significant that Jesus died on the Passover weekend. Of all the times that he could have died, that was no coincidence. And it's interesting you also brought up Pentecost because I never even knew that Pentecost was an Old Testament thing. I think it's only last Pentecost that I found out about what Pentecost really means. I always just thought it was a Christian thing, the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit coming down. I never realized. But then again, it it, it makes sense because I should have thought, what were the apostles gathered there doing, right? (laughs) (laughs) they were just there praying but it mm. wasn't in my church like our pastor explained he took it from the old testament to the new and it was a real education and this is a very good point very good point i think we've talked a lot about jesus we kind of started with god the father but the holy spirit i think is a member of this band called the Trinity that I think people often don't either just don't really notice or think is less important. And I don't understand why, because for me, it's the opposite. The Holy Spirit for me is the, is the, the member of the Trinity that I, I could relate to very easily, just yep. really, really easily. So Giselle, how would you explain who the Holy Spirit is? Because I've heard like people think he's a bird right? People think it's, it's a spirit. Think, it's some spirit floating around <laughs> some hippie, hippie or some bird. Some yeah. people even say, oh, the Holy Spirit is a woman. Like there's all sorts. So today uh, yeah. we're going to create it for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> says he's a spirit. He is. He, you know, that's why he's called the Holy Spirit or the exactly. Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's yeah. it. The, the clue the clues in the name girls come on <laughs> no also because we talked about this the other day right the holy ghost slash holy. it's funny because i saw a, a, a pastor write something the other day and he said the holy spirit and the holy ghost are the same person <laughs> so people must say they're not the same but today we're here to set the record straight yeah, yeah well, the they, are, they are the same person but he's your comforter yeah. He's your helper. He's your advocate. And in the Greek, 
the Holy Spirit is in, now my Greek is not good, but I think it's pronounced parakletos. Yeah. And parakletos translated into English means one that comes alongside. Wow. That's deep. Ain't mm. it? See, I can be mm. I can be very sensible at times. <laughs> I can be. In the Catholic Church, they refer to they refer to the Holy Spirit as a paraclete. And I never really knew what this like the well, definition. Well, of, well, there you go. Yeah. One one that comes alongside. And you know, didn't didn't Jesus say that when uh, he was telling his disciples that he was leaving them, but don't worry about it, boys, because I'm going to send somebody along to uh, far better. Somebody that's going to be with you forever. And we yes. know that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. He's the one who gives us our that our gift of discernment that we know right from wrong. Now, I know most people, even before they became born again, knew right from wrong, but they still went ahead and did wrong. Now that we're born again and the Holy Spirit uh, lives in us, um, we definitely know right from wrong. That's him who gives us that we nudge to sort of, you know, go and do something or don't do something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's our guide. He's our helper. He's our advocate. He's our comforter. He's my best pal. Yeah. Mm. If the Holy Spirit isn't your best friend, you need to think again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who is the, I mean, how did you come to know the Holy Spirit and develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, Sidoni? I think the Holy Spirit, it's there, isn't it? You And, and it, you like God comes as a package. You can't have one without the other, <laughs> without the other two. You can't, like Jesus says, I am the only way to my father. No one could get to the father except through me. And so you, you cannot access the father unless you go through the son. But since the son left us, he promised that he was sending us the Holy Spirit to be with us until he returns. And so like Giselle said, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's there to walk alongside us. So logic to me stands to reason that there are three in one combo deal. You can't yep. have one. It's a multi-pack deal. You know, you can't open the packet and take what flavor you want and chuck the rest away. If you truly believe that Jesus is who he says he is, ergo, you believe that God is the father that sent him. Ergo, you believe that when he was leaving, he promised that he'll send us the Holy Spirit. And so when you're born again, you do have that Holy Spirit because it's a gift that was promised um, to us by Jesus. But I'll just quickly read... Um, 1 John 5, and I'm going to read it in NIV because I quite like NIV. Um, and from chapter 1, it says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. But everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that was overcome, that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies. Because the spirit is the truth. Mm-hmm. For there are three that th- testify. This is verse seven. Verse eight says, the spirit, the water and the blood. 
and the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is a testimony of God which he has given about his son. Whoever believes in the son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. Um, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. Um, and, you know, just if you, if you have a time to read in whatever version you prefer, it's 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. Um, and that just sums it up there. Yeah, the Holy the Spirit testifies to the truth of who Jesus is. Because remember, when Jesus is getting baptized, what happens? The heavens open up. The Spirit of God mm -hmm. comes down like a dove. Um, and I suppose that's where people get this idea of the Holy Spirit being a bird. <laughs> bird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a dove comes down. <laughs> yeah. Can I just clarify? Um, I think the water that is being talked about there, is that referring to Jesus' baptism? I think it's the water of baptism. But it says, yeah. because it says that um, you cannot have just the one. He did not come by water only, but by water and water blood. And blood. So water alone is not sufficient to wash away our sins. Yeah. Baptism yeah. of water alone is not sufficient for salvation. We need yeah. to be washed clean by the blood. By the blood of Jesus. And what speaks to the truth of that blood is the spirit. Because the yes. spirit is the truth. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it says there, for there are three that testify. So you cannot have one without the other. If you believe that... God, when the heavens opened and God said, this is his son in whom he's well pleased. And you believe that God sent his son. Then you've got to believe that the Holy Spirit testifies exactly. um, to that truth. <laughs> yeah, and the Holy Spirit was definitely there, right? Like, yep. came oh, yeah. Situation. <laughs> yep. So again, we see a lot of him after Jesus died. But we know that the Holy Spirit was also there from the yes. beginning, right? He was the one sort of I think of the Holy Spirit and this is something that just came to me because they said the Holy Spirit was like hovering around the earth right when it was that oh, yeah. formless in Genesis and they say yeah. the Spirit of God searches all our hearts I can assure you that the Holy Spirit was the Google before the beginning Google. of time <laughs> <laughs> it knows everything right so the Holy Spirit is kind of like Google searching knows everything <laughs> <laughs> The, the google before google the way. google before google yes <laughs> but i think apart from that where else do people see the holy spirit in 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 the old testament because again i wasn't a, a big bible reader so i wasn't even i remember the first time i read the sandwich where, where um david says cast me not from your presence don't take your holy spirit away from me i'm like hold on how do you know the holy spirit you know <laughs> So for people who don't really see the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, where else can you see him? So to you, Giselle, and I just to the name. Okay. Think to the stories in the Old Testament. Uh, what about the visitors, the angels that were uh, in Sodom and Gomorrah mm -hmm. and are being protected, but the crowd wanted, to, wanted them out to have their wicked way with them? 
Mm-hmm. Was that that was that was the spirit, wasn't it? In maybe Jesus form, and mm. in to do to do to do. Abraham and Sarah, when the uh, visitors came to their tent and said that uh, Sarah would be with child, and she laughed. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was it as well. So there's my two. Yep, yeah, certainly the spirit of prophecy. Um, Sidonie, where else can you see the Holy Spirit? I think you see the Spirit throughout the whole testament, don't you? If you if you think of Isaiah's prophecies, um, yes. if you think of how those words were put in the mouth of those prophets, that's the Holy Spirit that guided them. Mm-hmm. It guided their hearts. Like you said, David was a great one about you know speaking about being in in God's presence and not you know being cast away from that, but. Like Giselle said earlier, the Holy Spirit's there to quicken us um, and it will give us those words. And if, if you if you believe that the three are one um, and the word was made flesh, then the words that came out as, you know, from God were given to these prophets by the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. You know, so it's it's there throughout, you know, it's there throughout and God speaks to them. Um it's, I think, you know, in Genesis, obviously he's there and he's mentioned right at the beginning as being there. So he's life-giving. Um, but what I find interesting, though, is that people kind of make the Holy Spirit out to be an abstract kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> Not all. No. You know, people kind of make him out to be like an abstract thing that lives over there or is in heaven and dips in and dips out every now and again and but he's not no yeah he is probably out of the three persons of the trinity the one that we walk the closest with yeah and have the closest relationship with because he um what's the word not bridges the gap but facilitates our relationship with the father and the son or with the son and um, so that we may gain access to the father yes and so he's not as abstract as and i use you know the, the pronoun he because there's a father there's a son so ergo i'm calling him a he people yeah. may beg to, to differ and people may decide to call him a she no it's he it's he it's he don't go down that road my dear don't, like, don't start me it does it does exactly there are aspects of uh, the Holy Spirit, like wisdom and so on, that are referred to as a she, but we do know that God Which has. I find quite good. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, respect. So I, yeah, the Holy Spirit is a he. Let's just, let's yeah. just put it out there. Yeah. Um, very personally, I prefer that God is a he for my own personal reason. <laughs> God, God is a he. And anyone, I'm, I'm going to put my neck out in the line. I put my neck out in the line last night too, mm-hmm. at a, a, a thing I was giving a talk on. And I'm putting it out in the line tonight. Anyone who refers to the Holy Spirit as a she, that's blasphemous. No. That is totally blasphemous. And the only, the only sin God will not forgive, forgive is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. bring it on, bring it on, come on. <laughs> I think it's also because the Holy Spirit, I, I feel like 
Those three is kind of like the really chilled person in the <laughs> in the band. <laughs> like the laid back guitarist. <laughs> okay, I must want to be the drummer because I like the drums. I'm, I'm the cool dude drummer. <laughs> to kind of put it in street parlance, God had had some thug in him in the Old Testament. God was not playing around. <laughs> nice, like, nice. You had it right, and then you have Jesus who kind of comes like, okay, you know, let's let's kind of fix this situation, right? And mm. I think the only like that person was just like, oh yeah, it's all good, sort of thing. And so I remember Derek Prince saying something that was very interesting. I said the reason why God is is like he felt like. God is very defensive of the Holy Spirit. It's exactly that. Because the Holy Spirit is sort of that very gentle comforter. Like, why would you even want to say anything bad about the Holy Spirit? Right? The mm. Holy Spirit is all positive, always helping you. And he's there to help you. You know, exactly. he's there for your own good. He's yes. there for our good. Jesus yes. says he was leaving us, but he was sending someone even greater yes. than he is. Um, and, and, and for Jesus to actually say that, yeah. We mustn't take any of his words lightly. No. Nope. He said he was leaving and he was sending us somebody even greater, one who is greater than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, it does say in the Bible when, you know, Jesus says he's doing these miracles, but even greater works would we do after him? And who is yeah. going to enable us to do those greater works? I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and so, Donnie, you're absolutely right. Because it, it says that in John chapter 16, verses 7 to 8. Jesus himself says, but it's actually best for you if I go away, because mm-hmm. if I don't, the comforter or counselor, some Bibles say, mm-hmm. won't come. If I do go away, he will come because mm-hmm. I will send him to you. Exactly. And when he comes, he will convince the world of its sin mm-hmm. and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Yes. Exactly. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. And I think the Holy Spirit also, he kind of, he not kind of, he does confirm the omnipresence of God. Yeah. Because if the Holy Spirit can live in you, you're here in the UK, he's living in somebody else in America in America or whatever. So if you really, if you doubt the omnipresence of God, ask yourself how the Holy Spirit can be in everybody at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely, I think what people should remember is the three are one. Yeah, Um, absolutely. You know, God sends from the beginning of time, there's always been a plan for us to walk in perfect communion with Jesus, with God. And then the fall happened. And so from the beginning of time, there's always been a plan Mm -hmm. for Jesus to come and redeem us to, to God. Mm-hmm. And for the Holy Spirit to be with us until Jesus comes again. And that perfect reunion between us and God will happen. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we've got to remember that eight, you know, the three are like, like Giselle said earlier at the very start, it's one God. It's three persons in one God. Um, and Jesus says, as my father sent me, so I am sending you. Mm-hmm. So he has authority of the father and he says, whoever's seen me has seen the father. He's got the authority of the father. So he's fully God and fully man at the same time. Mind boggling stuff. I know, but you know, the Bible's clear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. The Bible's clear that he has only revealed to us that which he wants us to he wants us to know. He's he's hidden certain, you know, deeper things that he, you know, are not to be revealed to us, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to know that the Trinity is real, whether you choose to believe it as or call it as the Trinity or call it as something else, it is real. It's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Um, they all have their different roles. Uh you know, the Holy Spirit's there to do what the Holy Spirit's there to do. And Jesus came to do, you know, to offer that sacrifice. Um, but ultimately, all three have to work together. Yes. For yeah. the Christian to live the life that we were supposed to live here on earth and to point us to the to the new heavens and the new earth. Um, so for people that maybe think of it as, I think, you know, the Father is understood because we can relate to that as human beings you know, father, I think the son's understood because he's very well documented in the Bible. I think the only person that probably gets misunderstood is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I think a lot of people treat him as an abstract thing. But, you know, as we've discussed tonight, it's important to know that he's very, he's very much with you. He's in you. As a believer, you carry the Holy Spirit with you. Um, yeah. like, you know, like yourself and Giselle said, he'll give you that discernment, the wisdom um, you know all those things that you need to carry you through those times um, yeah. the Holy Spirit is there for that and so I think he's probably the one that is probably most likely to be misunderstood but he's also the yeah. one that probably walks the closest with us in our journey here on earth until Christ comes again yeah the Holy Spirit is kind of like water right you can't live without water mm. you do everything but you take it for granted mm. <laughs> the analogy of water is it's really very apt. So yes, I, I, I think it's very well put, Sidonie. It's um, very well put um, from you also, Giselle. And I think we also need to talk about the Holy Spirit's role in understanding because a lot of the time for you to really get a breakdown of the things that happen in the Bible, a lot of the things that we see today, a lot of what we know, we've already spoken about prophecy. A lot of revelation has come to us through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is very much the knowledge wing, if you like. The Holy Spirit is kind of like the MI5 of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting very covert here. <laughs> yeah, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, MI5. Mm. I think you know is James Bond going to come in here? Yeah. James Bond coming now? He <laughs> gives us a lot of the knowledge. And it's it's interesting because you, you see that kind of imitated on the dark side, right? So, but we always have to remember that any kind of revelation knowledge that we get, whether it's in the Old Testament or New Testament, it usually comes from the Holy Spirit. And I have a kind of funny way how I got to, to like the Holy Spirit. It was because in the Catholic Church, we were taught about the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. And I remember wisdom and knowledge being like one of the things that you get, like things that you get from the Holy Spirit. I'm sitting there, 13 year old, thinking, this is what I need. <laughs> I think she still needs it. <laughs> the holy spirit i was like yeah i can get that with the holy spirit he can help me pass exams so it's funny because even even at my most rebellious i still believe in the holy spirit i was still sitting here praying and calling upon the holy spirit never mind that i didn't believe in jesus somehow <laughs> i was still hanging out with the holy spirit so yeah. it's it's very interesting how you know in life we have all these many many analogies Tidoni talked about the package deal it's something that we all understand and it just shows us that there's no knowledge that human beings have that did not come from God. 
<laughs> so the next time you're in your local supermarket, <laughs> God, I thought about it first. And I've remembered as well in Romans chapter 3 and verse 30, mm-hmm. it says, There is only one God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. there is only one God. And there is only one way of being accepted by him. He makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. So Mm. it's written. It's it's written in other places, too, that there's only one God. But Mm. as I often say, it only has to be written once and we should be believing it. There's only one God. That's it. In three parts. Yeah. And I think the Trinity as well, another good thing about the Trinity is that they, they give us a very good model for a family. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. true. From, from the beginning of time, like God was always there with people. That's true. And so you know, that God is God is a sociable person, mm. right? If we're God's image and we are social beings, you know, being on your own or working in a silo is just never God's way of doing mm. things. Like, and it yeah, shows the- us obedience you know the one thing I, you know I've, i'm yeah. learning is it's obedience it's submission that's yeah. the one yeah. thing the trinity is teaching me yeah um to be I'm- so submitted to the word of god that you get to the point where you're like not my will but yours yeah. be done father See, that's yeah. <laughs> that is the- I'm- I've had a lot of teachings about submission. And I think for me, the, 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 the teaching that did it for me was the Trinity. Yeah. Because the minute I realized that, you know what, even Jesus did the submission thing. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, big time. Big time. You can whatever you want about husband and wife. <laughs> Don't, go go back on that one again. Don't go back on it. Ladies, do you know that we have been on this now for 50 minutes? Five oh, my through? goodness. Yes. Let's yeah. let everybody go sleep. Thank yeah. you, ladies. Because um, pe- people have to listen to this again. And they I know, do. like, after Bless 30 them. minutes, they're fed up with us. So, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can listen and take breaks and come back, guys. <laughs> there you go. Do that. Maybe we should uh, 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 get some. Uh, I don't know. I remember where back in my day when I was studying and everything, I used to be able to buy over the counter in the chemist these little uh, caffeine pills go, called uh, Go Plus or Pro, mm-hmm. Pro Plus or something like that. The, a cup of lows and a cup of strong coffee, and it kept you awake for ages. Maybe we should get some of those and we'll stay till midnight, maybe, and talk some <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a great chat it's been a really really great chat thank you very much for staying with us we hope you found it very educational so um who prayed last time was it you Sydney oh no, I, don't know. I think it was me I think it was me that prayed last time okay so Sidonie's praying she's praying and asking for forgiveness okay <laughs> and, so, and, and, and Nahum's going to ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and knowledge Yes. You can hear what she Okay. Oh. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for the opportunity to come to you, to have a laugh, to talk about the, and search your words for these deep and wonderful truths.
that mm. are so um buried in there but just readily available for us to explore and enjoy Definitely. thank you for your holy spirit that reveals these truths to us we ask lord that you would um send your spirit to continue to walk with us daily each and every single one of us lord be with us lord tonight help us to all um stay well and stay safe until we meet each other again next time in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. 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 thank you very amen. much thank you uh, good night ladies good good night ladies now hold good on night. a minute. second we turn this off let's go that's that turned okay. off and this is